previously on the Infinite Escape Room. Can I inspect the bogeys and the handkerchief? Oh, so do we need to insult yeah. Laura? Yeah. <laughs> the giant <laughs> finger comes down. Yeah, you search Alan's arm hair and find a chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse chums meet up, have a drink or two, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. Before we start with the pleasantries, I want to begin by saying that this episode is snack-sponsored by the good folk at Enigmailed. I think I'm on my fourth bar of theirs now, and they're bloody lovely. My most recent one is Excalibur's Sword. White chocolate eaten mess flavoured chalky uh, with some fiendishly clever puzzles hidden in the wrapper. I've eaten it already. I couldn't resist. It's it's delicious. And eggmail.com. And if you do, don't forget to tell them that you were sent there by the Infinite Escape Room. Anyways, I'm Jamie, your host for this episode's plethora of puzzles. And tonight I'm drinking a chilli mead from uh, from Lancashire. And I've not tried it before, so bon voyage. Not, Not warmed, is it? Okay, I thought you'd have more of a kick than that, but that's good because I don't really handle spicy beverages well. Oh, I misunderstood chili in this context. Oh yes, it's the spicy kind. Right. Okay, Fla- of chili flavored rather than chili temperature. Yeah. Because when Ben then said it's warmed, I was like, it, "What?" <laughs> um, I was very confused. I'm not a mead drinker. Uh, all of my meat is at room temperature, the way that the Celtic kings did it, damn it. Of course. Couldn't afford fridges back then. <laughs> and locked in with me today, we have... I'm Ben Levy-Griffiths, and this week, uh, knowing that I was going to be on with, with Tony, I've got a plethora of drinks. I'm finishing oh. off some water, uh, I'm going to then move on to a, uh, a hoe garden, and then finish off with some port. Bloody hell. What is the implication? What what are you saying about me that I talk that too you much? Always, no, you always seem to have like, I, I'm, I'm partway through this and then I've got that. I'll often have a second drink queued up. That's true. I haven't this evening, actually. I, I, I've been, uh, hello, by the way, I'm Tony Conway. Uh, and this evening I am drinking a single 440 ml glass of Guinness. Delicious. Uh I might have another drink afterwards, or, or I may, I may, if we go long, then I'll, I'll run downstairs and get a whiskey while we do a toilet break. But we'll see about that. The whiskey and the toilet break is separate. <laughs> They're not the same. It just cuts at the middle, guys. Just, they just do it at the same time. Uh, yeah. There's a distillery in the, in the toilet, in the cistern. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you meant in me. Yeah. You, you have just made me think that it would be an interesting notion that, um, if if there was like a distillery in the bathroom, then if it dispensed as much as you did, <laughs> just a, yeah. you need to be replenished. I'm just topping up. You know? <laughs> There's a weighing scale just under the where the toilet is. So it measures how much you've lost in volume. For just seventeen pounds a month, our Patreons for the top top tier can get in on this action. You could be an angel, an angel investor in p- piss piss way. I don't I don't have a good name for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was really trying to come up with something funny, but no, it's not happening. Before we get into it properly, I'd like to give a huge thank you to our Patreons for supporting us and the weird stuff that we like to do. You are the wind beneath our wings, the candle in the window on a cold, dark winter's night. And this week, I want to give a special shout out to three of our awesome Patreons, Laura Guerin, Jen McPhillamy and Lily. Thanks very much to all three of you for keeping us off the streets and on the air. So, what is the Infinite Escape Room? Well, it's much like the escape rooms you're used to seeing in the real world, but this one stretches across all known themes, dimensions, and multiverses. 
Every room in the Infinite Escape Room links seamlessly into the next in one big, never-ending escape experience adventure. Each week, one of us will present a part of the Infinite Escape Room while the others try to solve it. This week, I will be your puzzle host. If they don't escape within the allotted time, then they'll lose, and not very nice things will happen to them. And if they break anything they're not supposed to, they will lose their deposit, which this week is access to every toilet in the world. They'll have to go outside like the animals they are. That's not so bad. <laughs> not so nice on a windy day. <laughs> so long as, as long as you face the right direction, you're okay. Yeah, you got you got to use your head. Yeah, <laughs> behave. Or just just squat like the dogs do. Like what animal stands up to we? Kangaroos, maybe I don't know. I've... What about what about the weird dogs that stand on their front legs? Like, yeah, have you ever seen videos of like pugs where they do a, a handstand? Yeah, they don't wee at the same time, do they? <laughs> Yeah, they do. Oh, my God. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so, are we ready? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the wrong time to ask you that. <clears throat> Perfect. Then let's enter the infinite escape room. Last time, you found yourselves shrunk down and trapped inside a literal wizard's sleeve. <laughs> With the help of some magic words and an incredibly chilled dove, you managed to escape only to be left on top of a mountain with McDonald's extra value meals and a horde of orcs barreling towards you. The stress of your impending demise makes you absent-mindedly scoff your burgers and fries in preparation for your untimely death by way of rusted blunted orc sword. Suddenly, there's a cry out from the sky and a gargantuan eagle swoops down towards you, beak agape. Before the first sword swings at your neck, the eagle scoops you up in its beak and swallows you whole. All turns to black. As your vision returns, you find yourself sat in a semi-comfortable recliner. A small lap tray is extended in front of you, on which sits a little magazine entitled Your Destination Awaits. You look around you and you see a number of others reclined in seats sitting three abreast with a central aisle down the middle. A lady with a stupid-looking hat and neckerchief is handing out drinks from a metal trolley. It appears as though the inside of this giant eagle has been kitted out with all the mod cons of a Boeing 747. Before you can ask the flight attendant what the Tolkien is going on, a voice crackles over the tannoy. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. We're looking at clear skies all the way to our destination, you'd be pleased to know. We're still a few hours from landing, so kick back, read a magazine, pop a Valium and have a snooze until we reach our destination. Oh, one more little thing. Due to new civil aviation authority regulations, anyone who admits any bodily fluid of any kind on this aircraft that's not in the designated bathroom will be treated as a biological terrorist and sent straight to Guantanamo. You glance up out of your seat and take a look around the plane. All the passengers appear to be asleep. Given the cramped conditions, you assume that you're in economy class. Ahead of you, looking towards the front of the plane, is the crew area where they wheel out the in-flight meals. Beyond that, you assume is the first class section and the cockpit at the front of the Eagle plane. Behind you, at the back of the plane, is a single toilet. It's then that you notice a sudden roiling in your stomach. As you stare at the empty Mackey's boxes, the realization of what's about to happen dawns on you. There's a chunder a brewing, and knowing the inner workings of your body like you do, you reckon you've got about 40 minutes to purge your ill-gotten lunch before the inside of this plane turns into a proper horror show and you're dragged off by airport security as a bioterrorist. And so this week's deposit is actually quite on theme. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Wow. Your time starts now. What would you like to do? 
So firstly, I just want to make absolutely clear. So the the goal is not to escape the aeroplane. The goal is to puke in the toilet. Correct. Okay. Just just wanted to make sure. Uh, Okay. So first things first, I guess I'm going to carefully get out of my seat. Uh, Am I in an aisle seat? Uh, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's convenient. And head back, head towards the back to where the toilets are. I'm assuming that I'm going to try and open the door and it's it's locked. So the only bathroom <laughs> on the plane does appear to be locked. You solved, you solved, my, you solved my puke plane puzzle. Shit. We don't seem to have reset the room from last week. <laughs> Bugger. I knew this something I'd forgotten. Uh, there is a standard-looking keyhole above the locked door handle, as well as a hastily written note that says, So sorry, I've had to lock up until they can get a clean-up crew in there. Or maybe a priest. Word of warning, the fish is off. It'll give you the Mexican foxtrots for sure. I've hidden the key under my seat in case of an emergency. So sorry, MB. So, we have to avoid eating fish. I'm going to write a note there. No fish. This pen's fucked. Uh, No fish. And we're looking for a key under the seat of someone called MB. As well as that note, above it is a laminated seating plan of the plane. That shows what everyone's meal preferences are on that flight. Okay. Oh, crikey. Okay. Looks a little like um, a shark. Uh, (laughs) Or a bomb. Or a bomb. Uh, Yeah. Looks quite a lot like a uh, a ballistic missile of some sort. Um, So we've got an image from Jamie here with the title Meal Preferences Seating Plan, um, which has then uh rows a through h at the front of the plane and a through h at the back of the plane with the crew area in the middle there's six seats in each row numbered one uh, one two three and then four five six with an aisle down the middle they've got different colored squares for each seat which correspond to a key in the corner with red for beef blue for fish and green for vegetarian there's a cockpit right at the front and the toilet right at the back first class at the front economy at the back and at the bottom it says thank you for flying on Guayhir Windlord is that Guayhir is that right I'm gonna say yes uh, is that a, is it a Welsh word or is it a Tolkien word it's a Tolkien word okay which it means it probably is a Welsh word knowing what Tolkien was like but not so Tolkien that the estate can sue us okay fair <laughs> enough I'm worried about I'm worried about Amazon coming after us as well <laughs> right okay so we need to don't eat the fish because it's off. Uh, it will give you the squits. There are people in all of the seats. Correct. How how much room? Uh, just looking around economy to begin with, because we assume there's going to be more room in first class. Um, how much room is there between like someone's legs and the seat in front? Uh, I'm just wondering about like being able to get into aisle, you know, in, in amongst seats to to. Root around under. Um, you you could have a little bit of a rummage. You'll be a bit of a tight squeeze. Economy being economy doesn't have much in the way of legroom. You could probably do it. It might take a bit of time to get in and around things. All the passengers seem to be pretty out of it. I think they've all popped a Valium or two. Nice. Can we take a hustle forward towards the crew area, please, and have a nosy through the curtain? So you sneak into the cabin crew area uh, while the crew are serving coffees and dealing with vocal anti-maskers, the ones that aren't fully asleep. <laughs> The place is pretty clean. There's a series of trolleys where the food would have been kept in little slide-out trays. There's also a small area where the pilots and crew keep their uniforms. And then beyond that is a curtain that leads to the first class area. Could we have a rummage around the uh, uniforms, please? Sure. Uh, There's a whole set of spare uniforms for all the crew crew on the plane. There's a row of boots at the bottom, some carefully 
folded trousers on a bench and a row of jackets on a rail above the bench. Um, the jackets all have name badges on them, similar to the ones that you'd normally see on flight attendants and crew. Do any of those name badges have a name that starts with MB? Uh, none of them do. I would like to dress up as cabin crew, please. <laughs> Certainly. You put on some boots, some trousers, uh, a jacket. Would you like the little neckerchief and stupid hat? Absolutely. You look fantastic. Look, if I'm going to puke or shit my pants, then I want to do it in someone else's clothes. <laughs> I want to shit someone else's pants. I would like to do likewise, please. Then you are also dressed up as a member of the flight crew. Um, you will now get harassed by anti-maskers and demanding where your wine is. Cool. Um, can we have a rummage around in the trolleys, please? The food trolleys. Is there anything interesting? I assume we can see the uh, the meal trays of... of bad fish and so on uh yes so all all the the meals have been uh eaten so the they're pretty empty so you do rifle through the trays where the meals were and you find a little folded up note um which i will paste into the chat if somebody would like to read that to sam my sexy my little sex kitten (laughs) i can't wait to join the mile high club with you again you give me turbulence in my loins wherever i'm whenever i'm near you Although I love our little games, I must insist you call me Captain. We can't be seen to be unprofessional, after all. Yours, hot, heavy, and ready for action, Rawr. You know who. With a little kiss. So Voldemort's flying the plane. Okay. <laughs> this is for the this is the Valentine's portion of the episode. <laughs> oh, I see. As we all know, Voldemort loves to fuck. Um, so do any of the crew uniforms have a badge that says sam on them there is a crew member um with the name sam on it it says sam jenkins and it's got um like a crew number uh, it says hashtag 6969 oh sure nice um can i go through the pockets please uh there is nothing inside the pockets do we want to press forward keep going forward towards first class and and the cockpit just just quickly, is there anything else in the crew area that we've not had a look at? That's all you can see in the crew area that's um, worth looking at. And last question, the note, uh, is it important what draw that came out of in the trolley? Was it a fish, uh, beef or vegetarian? Uh, it did come from a uh, trolley that did serve fish. Doesn't It's not labelled fish, but you've got the whiff of fish. The whiff of fish. Um... <laughs> Just keeping it romantic, you know. Uh, <laughs> a, a spring single from the Infinite Escape Room. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I, I would like to uh, pass through the veil and head on to first class and see what we can see there. Certainly. Uh, the first class area is weirdly just as cramped as the economy class area but the chairs recline a little bit more and every passenger has a glass of champagne on their tray there is one seat g4 that is currently empty except for a little braille alphabet reference card and there's a little typed note on the card that says your braille menus are riddled with typos i asked for the fish damn it this might help you get it right next time you dumb fucks andrea this is a braille key and then okay so uh, we've got uh, a Braille, and it says uh, it's got some little Braille. Uh, I don't know what they're called. Um, Braille characters, I'm going to say. Um, uh, but underneath, they've got um, sort of Latin alphabet. But it's not A B C. It's got A two C D E six seven eight I O K L M N. I think they only. Um... Oh, it's I zero, not I O. 
Oh, it is. Well, because yeah. the O is on the next row between N and P. It is. It's it rightful is. place. And it's um, it is the O character as well. Now I look closer. So two is in the position of B, and six and seven and eight are in the are in their sort of correct positions also. So O is the odd one out, unless you make that ten. Well, um, yes, the the top row is one to ten. So two is in the B. B is two, and then C would be three. D would be four. E would be five. F would be six. Seven, eight. I would be nine. J would be zero, or J is zero. Um, so our index is one rather than zero. Interesting. I don't quite know what to make of that. Ten minutes in, and your stomach just gives a little oh, just to remind you what's at stake. <laughs> okay. Um, do we want to keep hold of this and potentially come back to it? Uh, y- yes, I guess so. I, I suspect we need maybe one more bit of... So, um, oh, unless... What was it? MB. Oh, that doesn't map to anything, does it? Because B might be two, but there's no row M. Well, there isn't, but uh, economy E would would be M if you continued first class. Um, That's but true. E2 is vegetarian, not fish. Mm. Brown menus are riddled with typos. I asked for the fish, damn it. This might help you get it right next time, you dumb fucks. Okay, Andrea, shall we um, check out the cockpit and and see if anything comes together up there? So you uh, march on forward to the cockpit door. The door is currently locked. There is a digital keypad on the handle with the numbers 0 to 9 beneath a little digital display. It looks like there's room for four digits. Interesting. So I wonder if that's some of these digits that we've got here and perhaps it's something to do with not sam that makes sense oh roar (laughs) i don't know i don't know whether that's a detail or whether it's just sort of like cringy sex talk from the captain um uh, and it's not going to be fish um just out of interest fish uh fish on the braille is um six i s eight don't know if that's um I S S as five maybe, and I as one. Uh, so five I. Uh, f- five one. Sorry, six six one five eight. Yeah, let's try six one five. Okay, you put six one five eight into the keypad, and it flashes red. The door does not open. Interesting. Beef probably not. Is there anything else we can see around this? Is is there any wear on the keys or anything like that? Nothing. Um, no, nothing that you can see on this particular keypad that would indicate what the numbers should be. Um, I will say that you've not looked at everything so far. Okay. Where were these numbers that were, or the, the 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 keypad that we're just examining now? Where where is that? A cockpit door. Aha. Cool. Okay. So back in first class, there was which was the oh G four was the passenger seat, wasn't it? wonder if that's relevant here. G4 was expecting... G4 was also fish. Yes, G, G4... Sorry, what? <laughs> uh, G, G4 was fish on the um, shark plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's an eagle. <laughs> it, it's a beagle. <laughs> Looks nothing like a beagle. <laughs> I'm very confused. We, we got the note... We got the note from a, tr- a fishy tray. Wait, no, we got the sex note from a fishy tray, right? That is correct. And we found the the we found the braille key and the angry note with it on one of the passengers in G four. Okay, 
Can we can we look more closely at the passenger in G4, who I'm assuming is Andrea? Or you said the seat was empty. Can we have a more of a dig around in the seat? Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, there's nothing you can really find um, that seems to belong to the passenger. Um, all that's really there is the inflate magazine that's tucked into the little compartment. I would like to flick through the in-flight magazine. Certainly. So you give it a little bit of a flick rooney and you see um, a couple of articles that get your attention. Uh, so first is an introduction to the plane from the pilot, Captain Ash Hawthorne. There's an article entitled Top 5 Barbecue Meats. There's an interview with famed opera singer Andrea Bocelli. And there's a profile on the current in-flight movie, Finding Nemo. Fish. Um, okay, so Andrea is, I guess blind opera singing legend Andrea Bocelli. That is correct. Not Andrea. Um, Andrea Bocelli. And the in-flight film is Finding Nemo. Uh, Okay. You said Ash Hawthorne. That is correct. Is Ash or Asher? Ash. Ash. Is that Ash with an E or Ash without an E? Uh, A-S-H. Those are both kinds of tree, aren't they? Ash and Hawthorne. Yes, they are. That is purely accidental. Okay, fine. (laughs) I do that. I do that when I write puzzles as well. Um, trees not relevant. Rooted in truth. Hey, let's not branch out on other topics. I'm going to get up and leaf any moment now. Fucking hell. Um, but you said what were the what what were the um, what were the top barbecue meats? I would like to know more about this article. Uh, so top five barbecue meats are beef, pork, jackfruit, kangaroo. And chicken. I like jackfruit. I'm not maligning it, but I think rather the point is that it's not meat. The word meat is in um, commas on the article. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Although uh, uh, I've not heard it of jackfruit, but don't isn't um, uh, some of the um, inside of coconut called called meat? I'm, I'm sure there's it like, is, a, yes. like um, flesh. Yeah. I'm sure I've heard. Maybe it wasn't coconut, but there was something like that. That um, do we want to get this deep into coconut law? <laughs> How much time have we got, Jamie? Uh, you are halfway through. You start to get that buildup of saliva at the back of your mouth. Oh, yeah, that kind of metallic. Oh, yeah. There is an honourable mention for shrimp as well. Okay, so what the note from Captain Ash Hawthorne, what, what's the broad outline of it? Like, is there anything interesting to know about that? Uh, it more or less just says, welcome to the plane. I'm your captain. Um, I hope you have a lovely time. Don't forget to read the in-flight magazine, Your Destination Awaits. And uh, please contact any of our f- helpful and friendly crew members. Just use their call sign and they'll be right there. Great. Um, I'm wondering, given that there is Braille here... Um, so normally, um, Braille would have uh, raised um, dots so that somebody can use their hand to, to, to read it. Um, we have a sort of a visual representation of Braille where you have uh, little white circles, which I presume are for non-raised um, uh, dots and black um, dots for, for, for raised spots. Uh, so I'm kind of wondering whether maybe the number or order of black dots for a given letter or, or, or item in the in the braille may have something to do with it. Um, having had a little look at Nemo, um, I've got a number 4233 three for the number of black dots in each of those um, letters. So can I try 4233 three in the um, cockpit, please? Uh, yeah, you try 4233 three and it does not open. But I, I still think that may... Yeah, we could try the same with fish. So that would be six, so three. Uh, three, two, uh, three, two, three. That also does not let you in. Uh, does the do the keypad, does it have 
braille dots on the keys. It does not. It's just your standard zero to nine numeric keypad. I assume it's hard to qualify as a pilot if you're blind. True. Yeah, I think. So the accessibility concern is <laughs> limited. Oh, um, no, no, there was a Tom Scott video um, this last weekend, and he did uh, flying with a blind person. Oh, wow. Oh, sure. That's cool. Just like I planned. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. It's all connected. Have we looked at everything? You've looked at everything, but now you have all the information, you might want to look at some things again. So we're trying to figure, ultimately, we're trying to figure out which seat the key is under. I think, or who MB is, because maybe MB's the the co-pilot or something like that. We've got a flight attendant who's sleeping with the captain. I love our, our little games. I must insist you call me captain. So what is Sam calling the captain instead of captain? Beef? Oh, my beef. Mile high club, turbulence in loins, braille menus riddled with typos. Is there a braille menu somewhere, like in the in the crew area, that we could find? Weirdly, there there's no braille menus that you can see. All that was in the crew area was those trays and then the um, the crew uniforms. Did we uh, try six nine six nine into the uh, oh. cabin, the cockpit? You put six nine six nine into the cabin, and it does not open. Ah, oh, Sam is on. not allowed <laughs> in the captain's area. Oh, but 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 is there uh, is there anything uh, is there a uniform for um, Ash Hawthorne. Uh, you scan the jackets, and there is indeed a name tag that says uh, Ash Hawthorne. Uh, call, call sign number is 1770. Can we put 1770 into the cockpit, please? You tap 1770, and it blinks green. The door to the cockpit opens. Yes. Good work. Uh, the cockpit um, has a central console in front of you. Loads of lights and buttons and toggles and switches. Uh, there are two seats, as you'd expect, but... Um, you can see that you're flying through heavy clouds as well. What you don't see are any pilots. That's funny because you you said clear skies at the beginning. Yes, I did. But now we're under heavy cloud. Maybe you, okay. you might have flown through a cloud in the intervening time. Don't don't call me up on my inconsistencies. Sorry, you were saying so. There's no there's no pilots. <laughs> uh, there are no pilots. It seems the, the plane is flying itself. There are there are two items of note in the cockpit. Um, the first is a folder full of passenger manifestos from a number of flights. Um, it's got like passenger names and seat numbers. They're all color coded depending on their meal preferences. Um, you do spy your names on the top sheet, so you can deduce that this is the flight you're currently on. And the second thing is a small lit screen with a flashing cursor. Can I run a thumb over the uh, passenger manifest and look for names that start with MB? Um, you can see as you thumb through, there are dozens upon dozens of names that have the initials MB throughout all these flight different flights. Okay, but the flight that we're on right now where we can see our own names. Weirdly, no. There are no MBs on this flight in particular. Ookie, ookie. Uh, okay, so there's a screen with a blinking cursor. A blinking cursor? Right, so what are the what are all the details that we've got? Uh, the, the blinking cursor, is there a keyboard, but like an alphanumerical keyboard, just an alpha keyboard? Um, there's a little alpha keyboard, and there's um, a screen prompt that says, please enter plane name for full flight log. Plane name. Oh, and that was the... Uh, the oh, the, yeah. Gwaihir Windlord. That was one, yes. Yes, so you enter Gwaihir Windlord into the screen prompt, and it shows you a long list of flight logs. So you've got um, the flight ID, uh, the destination city, and the arrival time um, in the local time. There's, again, reams and reams and reams. I don't see how that... Did we find out what our destination was? 
Um, you haven't, but you've got all the information to deduce that. Could we uh, have a little look at um, what our flight is destined for? Or where? Sure, your flight is currently destined for Los Angeles. And what? what's the flight ID? Um, the flight ID for that one is AIR6623. Is that relevant or is that, are you busking? I that? just made that up. <laughs> okay, fine, right, I was just checking. I, I, I wasn't looking, so I couldn't see like what your facial expression, whether there was confidence or not. Um, you're a very good GM, Jamie. Um, so you said there's an ID, destination city and... Uh, the arrival time of... Uh, oh, sorry, arrival time. Arrival time and destination, okay. Um, so... You have 12 minutes remaining. You're getting a little bit of a uh, little burpees now and again. You're keeping them down. Can we find, is there any any indication of who the pilot was for these flights? Uh, It doesn't say. It's not on the manifest. Nothing there. Just the, yeah, destination, arrival time and the flight ID. Was was there any... uh planes coming going to or from mexico um there are a couple but it's irrelevant all right okay <laughs> i wondered I the same thing mexico, the first Fox trots. Yeah. exactly yeah uh, looking so looking around there's the the screen and the pile of manifest are the only two things in here that are of interest to us that is correct i mean you could try you could try flicking some switches but i don't think that you should be trusted to do that <laughs> i know it, the, the temptation is very strong, but I uh, won't do it. Uh, <laughs> just quickly scanning the little uh, the little labels around the switches. There isn't like unlock toilet or something like that. There is, there is not, sadly. <laughs> Identify MB. Um, so there's no MB. Can we look under the, the pilot and co-pilot seats, please? Uh, yep, there is nothing under there apart from some chewing gum and some naughty pictures. Oh. Are they going to appear in the chat? <laughs> Give me five minutes. <laughs> so I'm guessing as well that this this meal plan is um, is also null and void, unless the pre- a previous flight with MB on um, happened to be the exact same configuration. This is the flight plan. That is the seating plan from the previous flight. Oh, so he was on the previous flight. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so if we go down to the previous flight uh because there was a bunch of sheets how many mbs were on that um on that piece of paper um there are again dozens um on there and uh, the, these papers don't seem to be in any kind of order yours is the most recent so it's on top but the rest is some higgledy piggledy so what was the what was the destin do the i assume the manifest say like the flight id and the destination or something like that uh, the manifesto, the passenger manifestos have the flight ID. Then it's got the list of passengers and their seat numbers. Okay. So what was the most recent flight on the monitor? Um, before hours. Before hours. Before hours. Um, let's say that it's 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 irrelevant. The one that's below it. It's not okay. the one you're looking for. <laughs> just trying to figure out how we how we pull out the right manifest. Oh, sorry. Um, could you just quickly run through the the information that the uh, console gives us? Yeah. So the screen gives you uh, the flight ID, the destination city, and the arrival time in local time. So. Is there anything that gives us a hint as to time of day? 
Um, destination, we've disregarded Mexico on that one. Um, and flight ID. You have eight minutes remaining. Would you like a steer? Is is there a steering wheel? <laughs> there is, but don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be going to more than Guantanamo. No, we're going to Los Angeles. Straight to hell. <laughs> um, yeah. We're going to the Angels, literally. We've got Andrea Bocelli and the Braille card. We've got barbecue meats. We've got Finding Nemo, which takes place in Sydney. But I feel like that's trivia that you wouldn't necessarily need for one of these puzzles. I'm so... I'm feeling there's still something to do with the Braille. Um, is there a... There's not a, a flight with the ID um, Air 2678? Zero. Well, the, the, the made-up one that he gave me had four digits. Okay, yeah. Think. They've, all got, they've all got four digits. Um, okay. There's not one that matches that description. Uh, what, what do you think to a steer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I feel a bit... Baffled. Would you like a steer for the destination city or for the um, arrival time, or both? Which would you, would you like first? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do the city first, shall we? There is a connection between the articles in the magazine. Barbecue meets Andrea Bocelli finding Nemo. Oh, you mentioned kangaroo, so I guess it is Sydney. There's kangaroo meet Andrea Bocelli, Sydney Opera House opera singer. And Finding Nemo takes place in Sydney again. That I, is that too trivia-y? Well, let's see. Is was there a a flight on the console uh, from Sydney or to Sydney? <clears throat> there are multiple flights to Sydney. Okay, so now we've just got to. Uh, when you say multiple, like uh, three or four? Ah, uh, there's there's a bunch. All right, okay. a whole bunch. I was just, I was, if there was like three or four, I was just going to ask for all of their destination, their, their arrival times, and maybe we'd, uh, something would, would jump out at us. Well, can I just ask, was, was the list of meats busked, or was the list of meats deliberate? The list of meats was deliberate. Okay, fine. So kang- kangaroo is relevant. Um, you have five minutes remaining. The time, the time is the one that we're trying to get. Um... And I don't know how we do that. Uh, probably something to do with the Braille, eh? That's what I'm thinking. But there are too many numbers for a time. Yeah. B E F. No, sorry. B F G H J. I would um, take a little glance at the seating plan a little bit more. I mean, there's. Is it rows of seats? The, the Braille? Does it match up? In some way, I'm just wondering whether there was a f- ah, oh no, maybe not. Sorry. <laughs> what, what were you going to say? So I was thinking that maybe so two uh, or or B um, has uh, if you if you if we call the braille the top two dots are one and two, second two are three and four, and then the final two are five and six. Um, two has um, one and three raised or, or they're black so i was just wondering whether there was like and, and there kind of is so so in economy b four and five there's two fish there that um that match up and then um if we go i that has two and three and sort of c and d also kind of match up there but the problem is is that a row doesn't um doesn't correspond with anything so that kind of feels like cheating and where does g4 come into all this as well, Andrea Bocelli's seat. Very, 
confused. But he is on the current flight, and this is for the previous. I would look at the configuration of the seats and any similarities they might have to other things you have. I mean, they're in they're in blocks of, like, they look like the rows of Braille, but I can't make that. But insofar as it's like groups of three and Braille is, each Braille character is two groups of three, but I can't make that line up with anything else. You manage to swallow back a little bit of vom as it gets to the top of your throat. You're, oh, you've stained it for a little bit. I, I am feeling... Very dib. <laughs> um, I will. I will say that um, focus on one of the colours on the right track with the, with the connection with the braille. I can't. I can't see. I, I, I'm assuming that with the braille, we're looking for the numbers as opposed to letters. Um, maybe that's wrong of me. What's six? Six is um, one, two, and three. Um, I'm just thinking that because it, it it it's F effectively for fish, um, but I can't see one two three, and and all the all the blocks of um, uh, uh, merging together when I try to look at them, which yeah. is helping. <laughs> L A. So I'm just looking at like if we treat. If we just read this across two rows, with blue being a raised dot and anything else being a lower dot, it would be the first block would be L, then the next block would be A, and the following block would be uh, N, LAN. Okay, land. So the the first the first block of uh, seats is land. Then seven. Uh, oh, land. Seven. P. P- 7 p.m. Do, do you have uh, some, um, a flight to Sydney that lands at 7 p.m.? You scan it. You do indeed find one Sydney 7 p.m. Oh, yeah. um, the flight code is AIR1354. Okay. okay. Can we look at the sheets of paper for 1354, please? Uh, you scan the passenger references. You do indeed find one for flight AIR1354. There is only one name on this list. That has the initials MB. And that is Matt Berry in seat E4. Oh, I mentioned Beef earlier as a, as a nickname. <laughs> um, that, was his, that was his name in House of Fools. Carry on, sorry. Can we please run to E4 and grab the key from underneath, please? You do. Uh, you rummage around the seat in E4, much to the bemusement of the person currently occupying it, and you do pull out a key Ooh. that smells very faintly of vomit. You have found the pukey. <laughs> Oh, very nice. Could we um, pelt it to the back of the plane piece, to the um, toilet? Yes, with with the vom almost reaching the zenith, you unlock the door with the pukey and throw it open. You flinch in preparation for an absolute horror show, but instead you see that the place is spotless. It's actually shimmering with how clean it is, and the air smells faintly of cherry blossom. Your confusion turns to panic as your stomach roils one final time and you open the lid to finally purge yourself of your ill-gotten meal together at the same time with heads knocking in a very comical fashion. But upon opening the lid, your eyes grow wide as you're met not with the hard plastic bowl of an airplane toilet, but a tunnel that stretches out further than this plane should allow before bending sharply downwards. A small white rabbit wearing rubber gloves and holding a bottle of bleach pops its head above the bend, clocks you looking at it, swears in a thick Scottish brogue, and then disappears. 
Curiosity gets the better of you, and having watched the film Train Spotting, you know that climbing through toilets is definitely a good idea. The shock of what's just happened to you seemingly enough to trick your stomach into behaving. You crawl through the toilet and into the tunnel as the darkness consumes you. To be continued. You've solved my puzzle. Congratulations. Whee! With quite a lot of hand-holding in the back half there. <laughs> that, uh, you did, did really well. I, yeah, I, classic me fashion, I overcomplicated uh, certain things. The last one I did was too easy, so I thought I'd go the other way. But I went too far <laughs> the other way. <laughs> but you did, you did really well. How, how, how far over did we go? Because <laughs> I feel that we passed it. Uh, like two minutes. It's fine. <laughs> you managed to, you swallowed the vom. It gave you another minute or so. It's fine. <laughs> Important. I'm proud of myself, really. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I thought that you would have gone for the um, the magazine straight away because it was in front of you. Um, and then you would have seen the, the pilot's name and that would have clocked you right. to get in there into the, the cockpit a bit quicker. Got it. I, I think, well, I, I think we were pretty much there. It was the... We both knew that the Braille had to come in somewhere. And I think that um, for me, the I, I the was blind to how how yeah. it was on that uh, on, on the mill preference seating plan. It, it was the, the green and red through me because it, it was supposed to be ignoring green green and red, but it's hard to it's hard to reach that conclusion. Does that make sense? Like when there's three colours, but the the braille chart is binary rather than ternary. It's it's that's where it gets confusing. That was well, that was the challenge of it. And obviously, like fish was aggressively signposted throughout, and it was our own fault for not putting two and two together. But we, yes, we did get there in the end. You did, and I think you did did bloody well, gents. Well done. You come up, you'd come up with some really clever and intricate solutions of things to look at. <laughs> Fuck! I should have put that in there. Damn it! That would have been really cool. <laughs> So, uh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like, it, you know, it's not like Lucy Goosey Dungeons and Dragons or something like that where you can, uh, where you can just go, yes, <laughs> it that works. was what I intended all along. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't work the same way. Um, that was, uh, that, that was awesome. That was, um, it, yeah. I think it's been a while since I've done one of your, uh, one of your puzzles and it, uh, it didn't disappoint. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you so very much for listening. You can subscribe to us on all your podcast or streaming services of choice, as well as our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook, Twitter, and nominally on Instagram at Tia underscore podcast or The Infinite Escape Room on Instagram. One day, TikTok, who knows? If you enjoyed the episode, and I really hope you did, I'd be very much obliged if you could leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook. It's a huge help in getting more people to find out about us. Or, if you'd like to throw a few coppers into our hat, then why not join our Patreon? Head on over to patreon.com slash theinfiniteescaperoom, where you can listen to episodes a week early, get a shout-out on the show, listen to the raw chaos in our unedited episodes, and if you're really lucky... I'll make a collage of your face out of mashed potato and then submit it to the Tate Modern, where tourists from all around the world can come and gaze upon your potato-based beauty. We love you lots, and we'll see you next time on The Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye! Bye-bye!